If you go to the hardware store to buy a drill, it's not the drill you want, it's the hole. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode 15. Sell the sizzle, not the steak. Today, we're talking about features versus benefits. Sean, I am so uh, excited to talk about um, our topic today. You kind of already alluded to it, but we're going to be talking about where so many sellers get this wrong. They all, everybody wants to gravitate to uh, talking about features, but that's like anti-marketing. Um, people do not respond to features in most cases. It's all about the benefits. And what we're going to be talking about um, today is how emotion plays into buying decisions and how pain points in your marketing and in your product selection can make you a, a ton more money. So we've launched you know, over a thousand products in our career so far. And what we've noticed is that products that literally can solve a pain in somebody's life um, give you a lot more pricing power and they're a lot easier for you to market um, when it comes to, you know, being able to reach a customer in a way that a commodity product just can't do. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, if we spend more time, Seth, selling cures or selling uh, a fix or selling a a solution versus selling features, then, you know, uh, in, in most cases, this should come natural as a salesperson or a marketer. But like you said, Seth, it really doesn't, you know, and we like to say, sell the sizzle, not the steak. I'm sure you've heard that before. And basically the steak, yeah, that's the product. But what does it do for you? And that's the difference, Seth, when it comes to features versus benefits. Features are something you can easily do a side-by-side comparison about. But the benefits are what does it do for you? And I like to use the old acronym WIFM. It's like a radio station, Seth. And WIFM <laughs> is my favorite station. As a consumer, it means What's in it for me? WIFM. What does Sean get out of the product? And, you know, it's like in, in a lot of cases, when you're buying a vacation, for example, Seth, you're not paying for, you know, the, the cab ride and the airport weight and the, the security frisking and pat down and the lost luggage and the plane trip. You're paying for freaking Hawaii, right? All you want is the destination, not the trip. And that's what we're talking about today. WIFM. What's in it for me? That's why I like to say, imagine if you go to the hardware store to buy a drill, it's not the drill you want. It's the hole. All you're looking for is to drill a hole. And that's the solution. That's the difference, Seth, when we talk about features versus benefits, my friend. Yeah, good point. So, guys, if you didn't catch it, selling the drill is the feature and, you know, how you know, much force it can generate and, you know, how big it is and all of these things. But really what the customer actually wanted when they were searching for a drill was the hole in their wall, whatever they were drilling. So that is the benefit. We want to focus on the benefits. So when a customer buys your product, they're buying it for the results or the feeling that they get when you, they're using your product. So, you know, we sold a weight loss belt years ago. So imagine that you're selling a weight loss product. The customer doesn't really care about the product. They just want to be skinnier. Like, that's it. So when you're marketing a weight loss product, who cares how big the pill is? 
who cares how stretchy the weight loss belt is or what it's made out of or whatever doesn't work in providing the result. And the result is they're going to feel so much better because they're skinnier. They're going to have a better life. And those are the things that you need to focus on. And I don't like 99 listings out of a hundred on Amazon make that mistake. They're like, our weight loss belt is made out of nylon. It's a hundred percent, um, you know, uh, made out of recyclable materials. And here's how big it is. Well, you, you missed what the customer was actually looking for. They want to lose weight. That's what you should be talking about. Sean. Exactly. So to do a side-by-side -side comparison, sure, we're looking for a drill with a brushless electric motor that's rechargeable and so many volts battery, whatever. But if it drills a hole easier and faster and more accurate, that means your life is easier as a consumer. All you want is a hole. So sell the hole, not the drill. When a customer, Seth, makes a purchasing decision, I don't care if you're buying a doorstop or a new truck. We all purchase with our emotions. And then we look for an easy way to justify that purchase with logic, right? How many times have you purchased an overpriced product? You knew you paid too much for it, but then you continue to try to convince every other person why you paid more for the product. Because you're justifying with the logic. Yeah, but this goes faster. Yeah, but this is easier. Yeah, but this has a, a longer warranty. It makes my life, it makes the job quicker, faster, easier, <laughs> and more accurate. But as marketers, Seth, I think it's important. We need to appeal to both emotions and logic and deliver a solution. Imagine if you were selling a fire extinguisher, okay? Not a very sexy product, right? How compelling is it? How many times have you, Seth, went on Amazon and looked to purchase a fire extinguisher for your kitchen? Maybe once, if ever. Mm -hmm. But how much more exciting and how much more compelling would you would it be for you to purchase a fire extinguisher if your kitchen was already on fire? Do you think <laughs> you care what color it is or what the size is? All you want is a solution. You want a cure. So if you can reduce your product, your benefit your benefits and features in your listing and bullets down to selling the cure. Now be careful. Don't make any outlandish promises. You know, don't make any, any crazy claims that you can't substantiate, but we all need a solution. And that's the whole reason why we purchase. We go to eat because we're hungry, right? We buy a new car because our old one's broken and it's time to get rid of it. So think about that when you're writing your marketing. You may not look at it as marketing, but every single thing that you put in print, whether it's on your product packaging, your listing, your bullets, your description, the marketing that you send after the fact, all of it is marketing. I don't care if it's an email or a text message or a postcard. Just remember and don't ever forget what your customer really wants is a hole, not the drill. Seth? Yeah, so one um good way to actually implement this into your business is to think about why is your customer buying your product? You know, why is it that they're buying it? And it's not because it is ABC widget. It is because of a reason in their life that they're wanting to use your product for to get a result in their life. So if you can address the why in your marketing, which, you know, the, the very first place to start would be you know, rewriting your bullets and descriptions to to um, address the the emotional need that the person is purchasing the uh, the product for. And you might think to yourself, well, my product is so simple that it pretty much doesn't really have a 
an emotional bend to it. Well, I can assure you that there's an angle that you can find. Go and read your reviews. Go and read your customers' reviews. Um, and go and read your competitors' reviews. And look at what people are saying. I, I can almost guarantee that you can find people saying why they bought it. And it won't be because your, your index card is three by five. It'll be because of what that index card made them feel like or you know what they were able to do with it or the idea that it gave them. Um, so it's going to be a lot different than a feature. And so go and look at your bullets in your description right now and take a look and say, okay, am I presenting my product in a way that appeals to my customer in a way that they're actually like, what is going on in their head? And am I stepping into that, that relevant conversation with them? And if you're not, you're probably just uh, revolving your marketing around features. And uh, that's a huge mistake. I love it, Seth. I feel like you're always preaching to me on these podcasts, but I know you're just uh, super stoked about the content because this is something that we work with every single day. Features are important, of course. We need to know that you know the RPM of the drill or, or the RPM of the motor, that it's a brushless electric motor and it goes so much horsepower. That's important when I'm comparing side by side. But what if you, instead of saying, you know, uh, one horsepower uh, brushless electric motor, what if you just said one horsepower brushless electric motor dash gets the job done quicker and easier, saving you hours every week or something like that. You know, think about how you can expand on it and don't stop with the bullets in your product images. Show lifestyle photos of the solution. Show the drill, but also show the beautiful hole that only took seconds and saved me time. You know, everyone wants a shortcut. Everyone wants the easy button. Just make your product easier to understand, easier to purchase, and your company easier to do business with. Make it the obvious, the obvious solution. Capitalized, bold print, underlined, highlighted with a couple of exclamation points. Yes, this is what I want. A fast, easy hole, not a cool looking drill. And that's what the difference is. So, Obviously, like I said, features are important when comparing products, but the benefits are what your customer really, really wants. So reduce down. Say, what am I looking for when I buy X? Okay. Now, how can I illustrate that in my images? How can I communicate that in my packaging? And how can I simplify the understanding of that benefit, aka what is the customer going to get in my description? And I think you'll see the results are going to be miraculous. The change is ridiculous. I mean, it's almost insane how much difference we see when we actually take a marketing angle with our product listings, our packaging, our follow-up marketing, and so on. The difference will scare you, I promise. Seth? Yeah, Sean, it's so funny that you're talking about drills. My brother works in construction, and... When he's buying a drill, he, he doesn't care um, about all of those features that you're talking about. Actually, his angle is uh, the emotional thing that he's trying to fulfill is, um, is my drill faster than my, you know, coworkers? <laughs> so, so, you know, that's the reason. So, like, that could be, uh, a, like, and when I said you, you might not be able to come up with, like, an emotional uh, thing. Well, a drill even has an emotional component. Like, is your drill the fastest on the market? And, and if his, you know, in his mind, 
he would pay more to have the fastest drill. So you can always find an angle that's not a feature. But this concept applies to everything. It applies to your, your product inserts. And this is where so many people fall down and they create a product insert and it just doesn't perform. You have to appeal to emotion when you're trying to get someone to take action. So what is the benefit of your customer responding to your insert? Like read your insert and say, what is my customer getting if they respond? And it has to be compelling. You have to make them an offer so compelling that they would literally feel stupid not to take action. And that's how you get somebody to stop in the middle of their purchase and open up their computer and actually opt in. And, you know, we talk about building a list all the time here at Post Purchase Pro because now you can build a real business. But you have to apply this concept to every single piece of marketing that you put out there. And it definitely, uh, you know, from in our world, it starts with the insert, Sean. The other side of the coin, Seth, is that if you can always try to enter into that conversation that's already going on inside your customer's head. Let me say that again. Enter the conversation that your would-be customer, your prospect, is already having. I want the fastest drill, the prettiest drill. It charges faster. It lasts longer. It's got a bigger warranty. It's heavier, so on. If you know the conversation that your customer's already having, then you can easily place yourself front and center of that conversation and illustrate and highlight the benefit to the customer. And you know what? They're going to pay more for the exact solution that they're looking for. I do it every day. You do it every day. Maybe you know or, or you don't know that you do. Seth does it every day. We're all looking for solutions and we're willing to pay a premium if we feel understood. If your listing speaks to me and the conversation that I'm already having with myself, guess what? I already feel a connection and affinity with you and your product, and I'm willing to pay for it. If you prove me wrong, I can easily send it back, you know, and I do. <laughs> so no bait and switch here, but just really stop and think about it. Ask your customers, like Seth said, read the reviews, see what they're talking about, what's important, and just position yourself and your product, your listing as the obvious solution to the problem that they already know they have, right? That's what I mean by entering the conversation that's already going on inside your prospect's head, Seth. Yeah, Sean, I think, you know, to sum it up, what's our bottom line here? The bottom line is sell the sizzle, not the steak. <laughs> you know, the steak is cool. Not all steaks are created equal. Let's brag about the benefits of your steak or your drill in this case, versus the other guy's stake. And I think the results will surprise you. And in fact, I would like for you to go review our podcast after you try this and post your results. We love to hear other folks getting results from the strategies that we take for granted over here because it's something that we do every single day. Yeah, Sean. And guys, if you want to be notified each week when we put out a new podcast, sharing our uh, you know, victories and, and losses out here in the marketplace uh, when, you know, years and years of selling on Amazon and taking a different approach, then hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. And then you'll be notified when we put out new content each and every week. Um, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'd love for you to uh, leave us a review, good, bad, or ugly. We want to hear your thoughts. And until next time, this has been the Post Purchase Pro Podcast.